Oh no, what happened there? Did I lose something? I lost five minutes maybe? I'm not sure. What happened? Well, I got a phone call. I did record five minutes and I thought I was, uh, um, I guess I should have stopped it. So I'm learning Anchor. I'm not a master yet. Um, so five minutes of the podcast is gone into oblivion, um, never to return. Lost. Just my ramblings were lost. Because I got a phone call and I didn't know what was going to happen or how it was going to work. And uh, so I took care of that. So maybe I, maybe, maybe because I did talk for five minutes, I can probably summarize that in like one minute and the listeners will appreciate it. I don't know, I'm talking about love. I think the last thing, the most meaningful thing was the love. This is a podcast of love. And there's a little bit of sarcasm. But I said, well, can, can't you have a little sarcasm with some love? I don't know. You can hope, Hopefully you can have some chuckle if you're laughing about it, right? Sarcasm and love. So is laughing about that, is that a loving thing? Maybe. Sincere. So, yeah, yeah. What else? Sunday morning, I was kind of chatting. It's it's uh, warm. I um, I was talking about my exercise program. I probably lost four to five pounds this month. And uh, really, I, I probably only want to lose about 12, 10 to 12. So I'm doing pretty good. But most importantly, I don't. It's not so much, I guess, the weight. It's the being in shape. And I really want to. I really enjoy running. And I was talking about how. There's a lot of bikers out, and I was up at 6.15 this morning um, running. I got three miles in, and it was, I was talking about how it's easier to run on a treadmill because you've got a motor working the band, pushing it through, but it's also air-conditioned and um, a little bit more controlled on the inclines. It's not like I'm hilly. I'm not running in hilly out here, but there's a little bit of an incline. But lots of bikes out here, and unfortunately, people get killed by cars. So I've got a mountain bike and ride it on the road occasionally, but I'd really rather run because I can control. I'm going slower, of course, and I can look at the cars as they're coming at me, and I have a fantasy that I can jump out of the way if somebody goes nuts with their car, which is probably true. Yeah, so I think running is safer. Now, the knee, on the other hand, maybe would prefer biking, but I'm working through that. I'm doing the muscle building, stabilizing the knee, working on exercises to stabilize it, and I think it's working. So um, I did do some marathons before in my life, done four of them, and my best is four hours and 20 minutes, which is not bad. My best half marathons, one hour and 50 minutes. And uh, those were probably like 2005 was my first marathon. My last was 2007. So it's been a long time. And I just haven't been back to it. And I got started with a Leukemia Society team and training. And uh, that was a group that was encouraging and uh, got me through my first marathon. Learned how to do that, prepare for it. And it's kind of cool because you, I added it up one time. If you do a 20-week, 
program leading up to a marathon, you end up running 20 to 25 miles a week, and it's for 20 weeks. So you you basically trained for a 26 mile race by running over 500 miles. So I was kind of like, that is pretty interesting. So you, you train for 20 weeks, run 500 miles so that on one day, in hopefully four hours or less, you can run 26 miles in one shot. Not bad. So I like the running. I like running and some, it's a challenge. And, and honestly, it was, I never thought I could do it really. I mean, first you do like 5Ks, which are three miles. And that seems like forever, and you don't know what you're doing. Then you do 10Ks, which are six miles, and then you think, holy cow, half marathon, 13? Oh, I can barely do a 10K, which is six. Man, what's going on? And you just keep building, building, building. And I think I talked about marathon running before on the podcast. So what's happening is late July, not too hot. We had a little storm front. It wasn't really so much a front in Arizona. We have storm pockets, kind of. If you look at a weather radar map, they talk about 40% chance of rain for Phoenix, but really what it is, it's like, it's 100% chance of rain in like a five square mile area because they have these little um, pockets that come up and it, you, it's it's 100% in that zone, but they just don't know if that zone's going to be over your where you live. So that's a good way of just saying, hey, it's it's a 40% chance. It's 100% chance it's going to rain, but it may not rain on you. So there you go. There's some more weather insight. Brilliant weather insight. <laughs> I'm just, my brain is laughing because there were some stories about this super hot chick in some Spanish-speaking country that was in the news. And she's, like, turned sideways in front of the camera, you know, talking about the weather. And she's got a big butt and big boobs, right? So it's just what, as they would say, as they say, super hot chick. And the story is, like, her boyfriend broke up with her because he'd rather play video games. (laughs) so just i don't know why i thought of that was it because the weather like oh i was thinking like if i was doing the weather it wouldn't be i wouldn't be some hot chick of course so just for that was just a fun sideline story and again no judgment right i mean the guy wants to play video games so what i'm not gonna give him a hard time and uh whatever it is what it is. And, then, and that's the 24-hour news cycle. That, that story lasted probably 48 hours on various spots. But it's just, it's just, it's just goof, goofy how the world today, you get these goof stories from all over the world. And, uh, and that's it. And we never would have had them before. Come on, bud, let's go across. I don't know what he's doing. So, um, what else? I, goof stories. 
talk radio. That's what they people drive their cars and dial into um, talk radio. And maybe these podcasts thing. There's so many podcasts now um, that uh, you know that's good. Just uh, whatever. I I don't. I do like this guy Michael Savage because he's kind of funny. I like his stories about you know, growing up in New York as a Russian Jewish guy. You know, he has a spiritual um, bent to him, but he's also pretty political. So, and he rants and he yells and gets angry quite a bit. So, that's not the best part. But he's got a dog too called Teddy. Teddy kind of looks a little bit buddy, but Buddy's better looking. Sorry. Sorry, Michael Savage, whose real name is like Wiener. <laughs> Michael Wiener. But he's got the Savage Nation. And he's, I listen to him on podcast. I used to listen to him more on podcast. But he, he would do like an hour. His program's like three, two hours, but commercials and stuff. So it boils down to like one hour. And some, a lot of times I can play him at 2x. And, uh, you know, so... So there you go. You go from listening to Savage on the old system with the commercials, two hours, versus podcast, one hour and 10 minutes, which is 70 minutes, folks. You know, hours, 60, add 10, and you get 70. And then if you listen to it at 2x, you can listen to it in 35 minutes. So what used to take you two hours, you can get done in probably about a half hour. So look at that productivity, folks. Listening to two hours of BS with a bunch of commercials, you can shorten that down to 30 minutes. So what that's like value per minute, you know, let's say the value is, you know, the value is the value, whatever the guy has to bullshit about, that's it. So if it has, a certain amount of value and you listen to it over a two hour period you've just quadrupled the value by listening to it in 30 minutes right so i mean what he has to say has a has a fixed amount of value doesn't it of course the value probably changes depending on who's listening like you know he's just talking about a bunch of crap or whatever whatever it is it's entertaining He's got a dulcet tone New York accent. And I've got a dulcet tone whatever I got. I got a Chicago area. Midwest. The Midwest. The great Midwest accent. So, uh, oh, there's a doggy behind a fence. Yeah. But here's him. Good barks. Okay. Okay, bud. Let's move on. Yeah. There's a rabbit. So, um, so, yeah, so podcasting. Good stuff. And we're walking Bud, so let's not forget that the purpose of this podcast is to walk Buddy. Right, Bud? Yeah. So I've already got a bag, a blue bag. So Bud's taking care of some business already. And uh, we're, we're keeping the world clean with the bud <laughs> and uh, bud should go to Venezuela I just thought because they don't have any toilet paper and bud doesn't need need any toilet paper so the shtick 
the shtick in Venezuela is that they don't have toilet paper. So let the dogs run the country. Those socialist pigs down there with lots of oil and they screw it up. But we're, we won't go too political on that, will we? Nah. Just, just a little factoid. And uh, what else? Bud, you're looking pretty, pretty healthy. You're looking pretty, pretty strong for this part of the walk. So it must not be that hot. You must, your body's tolerating this, this pretty well. And um, so I'm going to go to a message this morning. I'll go with my wife to church. And uh, this guy that loves Dave Ramsey, you know, Dave Ramsey's this guy that talks about how to manage your money, which is great in a lot of ways. And that was a little bit, that was a little bit of a sarcastic, great. But it, it's all about, he seems to have a fixed mindset though. He'll probably, he'd probably deny it, but he takes a very static view, I think, on life. And so it'll all be about spending, and um, which is important, of course, right? But it, it, that's the outlay. So who's talking about the income generation? Come on, bud. Because income can change, right? So, um, but that, that seems to be not an acceptable concept to Dave Ramsey, that income could actually increase significantly over time and maybe instead of focusing so much on spending and percentages of revenue spent on certain things, which is a very accounting way of living and to be honest, quite boring and, you know, which, you know, the, the people that are like that are just be like, well, that's really irresponsible. Of course, you gotta, you can only spend 12% on toothpaste or whatever, you know. Let's get a budget and do this and that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of goodness to that, okay? So they even, they even have this, this, this thing called Financial Peace University. So it's not just financial peace, it's, it's actually a university, right? So you're gonna be part of the university learning how to have financial peace and um, but there, it's, I, I don't think there's a lot of abundance thinking in there. I think it's fixed mindset a lot. But, you know, I'll listen. I'll go. And then so, yeah, there's a lot to be spoken about on the spending side. But if, with all the energy that goes into telling people how to limit their spending, um, if they put the same amount of energy into increasing your income, you know, a lot of this stuff would fall into place. They really shouldn't, they really should work hand in hand together. And um, I'm not convinced that they do that, but that's fine. I, you know, right now is kind of a goofy, I know it's political, but we just had 4.1% GDP growth. And what's, what's funny about that is like people that hate Trump are gonna say, ah, that's, oh, I don't know, no, 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 no. But it's funny, I saw a guy pull up some recordings from 2016. So two years ago, people were like, no, there's no way Trump can get the GDP up to 3% even. Somewhere between two and three, it's just impossible. You know, and yet 
abundant mindset. Things are changing. I don't know. This, the economy apparently is booming. Just booming, right? So we're in a good time right now. So there's growth. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's, everything's local, man. It's, it all depends on your situation. So whoever's listening to the podcast, I mean, you're either, you could be working as a salary slave for a company and you're going to get a 2% raise or something or whatever they do. And even the companies that gave out a thousand dollar bonuses to all their employees, you know, a thousand bucks is great, but you know, people are going to be like, are they going to be thankful about it? Or are you going to be like, well, that's not much, you know, or, you know, be a Bernie Sanders and like, oh, the rich are getting too much, rich, rich, rich. And the times now, it's, it is an entrepreneurial world. And it's amazing with the internet, you can be quite creative, folks. So work on the income side of the equation as much as the spending. In fact, the, the spending side, they make it out to be such a, a hard part, but actually the spending is the easiest thing. It's how do you figure out how to keep your income up or increase your income? And we're not, I mean, 3% pay raise as a salary slave just ain't gonna cut it. So now you gotta do the side hustle. That's been, the side hustle terms have been around for a while. And, you know, multiple side hustles. Get, you know, and then other people will say that, you know, you got to have multiple streams of income. So it's possible out there, and I doubt that Financial Peace University is going to talk a whole lot about um, income. It's going to be all about the spending. And for 90%, per, and pro, what do you think? I think the ratio should be like focus like 90% on how to in, increase your income. 10% on spending because that spending is like it's like dude you know like I went to In-N-Out Burger yesterday and I'm like well I just won't get animal fries and a chocolate shake so I just got a cheeseburger that's it okay so I just saved five bucks you know am I am I a freaking Dave Ramsey hero because I saved five bucks at In-N-Out Burger by not getting a shake and animal fries no I just said I can, I'm on a sort of a diet and I don't want to pig out and I'm trying to lose weight and exercise and having a chocolate shake and animal fries not only saved me five bucks, it saves me like a thousand calories on my body. So, oh my, I must be a Dave Ramsey hero. <laughs> so my thing is we need spiritual peace university now of course that's sarcastic right spiritual peace university led by yours truly this podcast host and the spiritual peace university why do we need it um it's kind of similar to dave ramsey right you know our educational system has let us down and people don't know how to budget well our churches have let us down and they haven't People don't know how to feed themselves from the wood. They talk about the wood. But, you know, going to church on Sunday morning and listening to some dude who doesn't really know you and will occasionally tell you that you're doing jack for Jesus, you know, that's really helpful. <laughs> you know, standing in front of 250 people 
hey, some of you are doing Jack for Jesus, right? So then you're like, hmm, what's the standard? What, what do I have to do to reach the non-Jack level? You know, it's just, it just was just terrible. And that, that's quote unquote spiritual abuse, really. And it's like, I think, and I think to myself, this dude has been here for a year and a half. Does he not know everybody? Like, there's only 250 people. Make a list, dude. I'm sure you got the list. Go talk to people. Go, just, isn't that your job to, like, get to know the people? I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to fix the dude. That's the point. The days of, they don't, they're not going to listen to us, right? So the point of Spiritual Peace University is you take ownership over your spiritual growth. You take ownership over feeding yourself. We, we're smart now, people. If you're listening to this podcast, you're smart. Just, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, not because of the quality of this podcast. It's just like you've got a phone you've, you've, uh, you can, or a computer, right? You can Google stuff, even know what Google is, right? There's probably a billion people that don't know what Google is. So you're up there in, in intelligence. So why not get your Bible out and read it and figure it out and do a little bit every day? And what you find is the message of the Bible is that God sent his Holy Spirit and God is the living God. He is the living God in this moment. It's for me, the moment is Sunday morning, 8.45ish in Phoenix. You're listening to this podcast, wherever you are, God is living. Hopefully I'm making him laugh. So that's one of my thoughts of the day is challenge yourself in your consciousness, God's presence, walking in the spirits, uh, walking in the spirit, figure out how you can make God laugh. You know, <laughs> it's not that hard, right? <laughs> I mean, he want, I mean, we talk about what's pleasing God and having faith. So you're, you're, if you have the faith, deepening your faith of God's presence, walking in the spirit, you're not, you don't have to compare yourself. It's just open up your arms and say, okay, wherever you are, just, it's, it's not that hard, people. And these organized religious people, because they go to the seminaries for years and they do this stuff and they get all this training and they feel like they've got to do First Timothy 5, be the leaders and stuff. Well, that was when people couldn't read, people. Just remember the context. We're talking 660 AD. Paul's writing letters. People couldn't read. Um, and so, yeah, there's more of a oral responsibility of standing up in front of people and teaching. We're living in 2018, folks. You, you know, you can uh, put this podcast down or shut down and just look at Bible Gateway or some other Bible app. And you got the scriptures right there and you're smart. You are smart. You can read. So elevate, man. Be, take, I guess I'd say take ownership. That's spiritual peace university. Get some spiritual peace first before you start getting out a spreadsheet 
and saying, oh, well, I shouldn't spend more than 5% of my income on the internet, cable TV, satellite TV, or my wireless package, right? So put those numbers into some spreadsheet, right? That's Financial Peace University. So if your income is only $5,000 a month, then you shouldn't spend more than um, $75 on wireless internet, um, cable, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, so that's, I think that's going to be my message this morning at church, right? So I'm going in already predisposed to finding it unsatisfying. Now, will I find something that'll, probably something I'll find satisfying out of it. What the heck, right? I'll go open-minded. And no one can tell. That's the other thing, looking at the outward appearance. So if I, I don't know, I, I just have an open mind about things, I'll go listen. But if, if I'm not moved by this spreadsheet view of Financial Peace University, I just ain't moved by it. And again, the important thing is spiritual peace. Because how many people have gone to church and kind of feel a little guilty about stuff? Like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough, you know? Someone, someone says something like, hey, some of you are doing jack for Jesus. So, so then you're going to leave feeling guilty and think, wow. Morning. Morning, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Cooler morning, at least. Uh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Humidity is up, but it's not bad. So, yeah, you know, so often we go to church or the, the, the times of the year where they want uh, more money from you and they want us to, to, to go to oh, go overseas go overseas <laughs> which my sarcastic view is like well let me see the United States is actually we're the ones that are overseas pal the scriptures were written in Rome and in um, Greece so they thought the world was flat folks so we're actually on another planet over here in the United States because they had no idea we existed. And we didn't really exist, too, because we came and plundered these, the land of the Indians. And none of us are responsible for that. It just happened, okay? So take a deep breath and don't feel guilty. Get some spiritual peace. You're not guilty. For, you're not guilty for taking the Native American Indian land from them. So... What else? Spiritual peace. So it's about the every day, as uh, Bill Hybels would talk about the chair time. And uh, he talks about just 15 minutes. For me, it's like 30, 45, 50. And I just do a chapter a day of Paul because my reasoning is, Paul was not one of the 12 disciples, and I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody listening to this podcast is not one of the 12 disciples. 
So the character that we can most relate to is Paul. And he was persecuting the church, which is cool. I mean, some of us probably before we came to faith were somewhat persecuting the church or challenge it, especially in our teen years or so, we're questioning. So are we acquiescing now or no? Are we, are we filled with the spirit of being born again? And the new spirits for me, my testimony is, I knew facts about it. I was confirmed in the Lutheran church taught the right things about the New Testament, about Jesus, about him, about the facts. But uh, I didn't see the changing my life. I didn't know how to implement. What does that mean? And then I met someone working at a grocery store, actually, of all things. And I found out that the gospel and that story is all about love. And the impact that we have is that we are now able to love one another and uh, be kind. And that comes from, now I'm seeing it as being filled with the Spirit and demonstrating fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. So it's possible with the uh, fruit of the Spirit to do that. And it helps if you actually prepare yourself every day for that and that's why I kind of like what did this what does Paul guy do so I start with Acts follow the growth of the church you see Peter at the beginning and he's still kind of messed up even when Jesus ascends to heaven and the ascension is an over overlooked element of history because you know, some of us are like, well, it doesn't really make sense. We just accept it. Like, yeah, well, yeah, okay, well, it says in the Bible, Jesus ascended to heaven. And he's sitting at the right hand of God right now. But then, but then there's, there's, there's a, a couple of alternatives, right? It's like either, either that, that happened, which we believe, of course, and it did. Or he could have chosen not to do that. Or why could he, why wouldn't he have chosen to stay, to, to, not, to not ascend? And I think it has to do with faith. And um, kind of a weird way, it's, it's uh, in this battle with God's enemy, Satan, who's been prideful and trying to hurt God because he rebelled against him way back when. And if Jesus, it wouldn't be fair, right? Can you imagine? I kind of joke about this. Can you imagine that that wasn't part of the plan and then Jesus just hung out here for a thousand years? He only hung around for 40 days. But if he hung around for a thousand years or even 2,000, if he was still alive today, we'd all be going like, yeah, there's that guy that died on the cross and he rose from the dead and he's, he's hanging out. You know, it looks pretty good, right? It looks pretty good for 2,000 years old. <laughs> and this is where I hope God and Jesus are cracking up right now. And you, I'm the listener, you podcast listener, you should be cracking up. I'm hoping you're cracking up because that's making God laugh. 
And, and I've listened to 2,000 sermons in my life, and I've never heard anyone talk about the ascension. But I, I stumble on these observations by repeatedly reading over and over on my own with nobody telling me what to do, what question to answer. Don't you, aren't you guys sick of like these Bible studies where they say, oh, we're going to study, we're going to study Ephesians and look at these verses and look at verses 11 through 13. And here's the question about 11 through 13. Blah, 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 blah. Form you love. And I'm done. I'm done with those studies. I don't do them. I don't recommend them. I recommend you just get out and say, okay, I'll read Ephesians. Monday, chapter 1. Tuesday, chapter 2. Wednesday, chapter 3. Thursday, chapter 4. Friday, chapter 5. And I think if there's a chapter 6, I can't remember. Read it on Saturday. Just read it. There's a letter. It was a letter to people. Paul wrote it. They read the whole thing in one, one less than an hour, probably. They listened to it. They got instruction. The quote-unquote leaders, who are the keepers of the knowledge, the keepers of the information at the time, which we don't need anymore because we can read it ourselves, um, they read it. So the church, the Christians, the people, the God loves the people in 60 A.D., 70 A.D. He just loved the people. The message was, folks, we got, God died for us. He sent us, we, the garden, we all screwed up. He kicked us out of the garden so we would die. We all know we're going to die. And we're cursed. That's it, Okay. And we make wrong decisions. That's freedom. Um, so we're kind of living a satanic life in a way. We're, we have the freedom. We're rebellious. We choose our own thing. We live in the flesh. The flesh has desires and all kinds of stuff. And we're not going to be perfect. And the purpose of the Christian life isn't to reach some level of sinlessness that we're now finally acceptable to God, it's more of recognizing, wait a minute, yeah, I screw up and God loves me anyways, and he sent his son to die for us, shed his blood, and the Hebrew people who make up a half a percent of the pop world population right now, they were the example, he used that as a foreshadowing of the eventual grace. So God is obviously patient about getting this message across that we're doomed, we're bad people. There's varying degrees of bad. And uh, we can be loved and we can love one another and we can love others because we know God loves us. Again, the podcast is all about love, right, bud? And we're almost home. And uh, I'm a bit sweaty because it's humid. And that's uh, hopefully a pretty good podcast. See how you can make God laugh today. You can do it. I know you can. Just think of something funny that you think God would find funny. And uh, talk to him about it. 
and ask them, hey, do you think this is funny? <laughs> and it brings the joy, the, the joy of the Lord to us when we make God laugh. And it strengthens our faith and strengthens our resolve to be kind and be good people, right? So um, do that. That's my unprepared instructions for you all, recommendations, is to think about how can you make God laugh or instead of if that if that concept making him laugh is uncomfortable how about just laugh with him you know is there something that you observe that you can go hey lord i think that's pretty funny what do you what do you think and then um, and then that's your that's your deal that's your uh, spiritual service of worship today is think of something funny that God would also think is funny. I think that's something we don't do enough of in the, amongst ourselves. And it'll bring spiritual peace to you through this podcast, the home of, sponsored by, sponsored by the good people at Spiritual Peace University. Okay? All right. Have a great day, and whenever you're listening to this, enjoy it, and I hope it put a big, big smile on your face, and then you're going to be creative and artistic, use your gift, and you're going to put a big smile on God's face as well, right? Okay, go do it.